This is Help Wanted, the show that tackles all the big work questions you cannot ask anyone else. I'm Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And I'm New York Times bestselling author and money expert, Nicole Lappin. The helpline is open. Do you feel like your work matters? I know it's a really abstract question, but I bet that that means something to you. You want to do work that matters. You want to do meaningful work. But I bet that you also struggle to define what meaningful is. I mean, meaningful to who? To you? To somebody else? Does it feel meaningful now? Yesterday? Is it going to be meaningful at some point in the future? And compared to anything you did before or will do later? You can get lost in questions like this, and many people do. Just recently, in fact, a friend of mine told me she was struggling with exactly this question. Her career has evolved, and she worried that her work today isn't as impactful as it once was. So I sent her some thoughts, which included something that Steve Jobs wrote to himself as he was dying. And she said that she didn't expect it to help, but that it did. And she said to me, I hope you share it widely. So today... On this episode of Help Wanted, that is what I'm doing. I'm sending you, right now, what I sent her, along with some questions to ask yourself. Because I'm here to tell you that no matter what it is that you do, you're more helpful than you think. And I'm going to prove it to you. So let's start by zooming out a little bit. This is crazy. This is a crazy statistic. According to a YouGov poll, one in five American workers considered their jobs meaningless. And a Harvard Business School study found that nine out of 10 workers were willing to take less money for more meaningful work. Which is to say that there are a lot of people out there who look at what they do every day and say, I just don't know that this is meaningful. And again, what does that mean? It's so hard to know. Employers have no idea. A 2021 Kelly Services study report found that 27% of employers confess to having absolutely no idea what workers want anymore. <laughs> they just don't. And I have seen that myself. I I traveled not long ago to Houston to speak to an industry association. And I talk a lot about change and managing change and seeing opportunity in change. And we got on the conversation of young workers and appealing to young workers. And this grizzled older guy in the front row raises his hand and I say, sir, what's your question? He says really loudly, he just yells it into the room. He says, what do they want? What do they want? That is someone who is frustrated because he is surrounded by this talk that young people in particular want meaningful work and he doesn't know what it looks like or how to give it to them. And I am here to tell you that this is not just a thing about young people and this is not just a thing about now and this is not just a thing about meaningful work. This is always for everyone because this is really a question of why we get up in the morning and why and whether the work that we do matters. And that's a really important question because at some point you will start to wonder what is the point of all the sacrifice? What is the point of me doing this instead of that? 
And so let me tell you to make this personal about my friend. She is a mission-oriented person. She wants to impact people's lives. And years ago, she did that very directly. She was the person helping others in crisis. She talked with someone when they needed it the most or helped them get important information. It was hard and draining, but also deeply satisfying. And now, although she still does great work today, she doesn't do that. And she misses it sometimes, she told me. But even more, she wonders if yesterday's work was more important than today's. And this is a question that she told me she thinks about a lot. And I've heard versions of this from so many people. A writer will worry that they don't help others the way that a doctor can. A friend in corporate wonders whether they're wasting their career and should take less money in pursuit of a cause, just like I said, that Harvard Business School study had found. And you know, I believe that all of our work is important, but I wasn't sure how to make my friend feel better when she told me how she's been thinking about her work. So I was thinking about it, and then on Twitter, I stumbled upon an email that Steve Jobs had written to himself a year and a half before his death. And to be clear, I am not a Steve Jobs fanatic. I really don't love how he's become deified. I think it's weird. But this email really gave me pause. So I'm just going to read it to you. This is what Steve Jobs wrote to himself. I grow little of the food I eat, and of the little I do grow, I did not breed or perfect the seeds. I do not make any of my own clothing. I speak a language I did not invent or refine. I did not discover the mathematics I use. I am protected by freedoms and laws I did not conceive of or legislate and do not enforce or adjudicate. I am moved by music I did not create myself. When I needed medical attention, I was helpless to help myself survive. I did not invent the transistor, the microprocessor, object-oriented programming, or most of the technology I work with. I love and admire my species, living and dead, and am totally dependent on them for my life and well-being. That was the email from Steve Jobs to himself. And when I read that, I started to think, Steve was right. He did not create any of those original things, but very few people in the world do, and yet we still create value. That's because Steve, like so many of us, built on top. That's what a good life is about, really, not just creating, but advancing. So I sent Steve's letter to my friend, this friend who's worrying about the meaningfulness of her work. And then I added this note of my own to her, which I'm going to read to you too. I wrote, sometimes we are at the very raw nerve of something, the initial creation, the moment someone needs help the most. And if nobody is there to help them, then they are helpless. But we are not all supposed to be there at that raw nerve, that root there isn't even room for all of us there. Most of us are somewhere else on the chain of helping others. Steve Jobs took what others created and then created something new out of it. Did the iPhone save a life? No, but the iPhone allowed for someone to make a phone call or send a text that did save someone's life. That's what most of us do. The book we write, the meal we serve, the small thing we did that made someone's life a little easier. All of it, useful. And as I wrote that, 
I thought about a conversation that I had had years ago with an entrepreneur that makes candy. He owns a large, recognizable brand and told me about all the letters he gets from people about this seemingly incidental product. I mean, candy is just sugar, right? It's not important. And yet, people write to share memories of their parents, now gone, who they'd eat that candy with. They write about how when they're feeling lost as adults, the candy can transport them back to childhood. They write deep intimate things about this candy because it matters. This guy didn't invent candy. He didn't even invent this candy. He just bought the company so that it could continue to make the candy, so that people could continue to eat the candy, so that when it was needed, it was there. And it's not just him, of course. Someone markets the candy. Someone packs the candy. Someone ships the candy. Someone cleans the machines that make the candy. Someone hires and manages the people who do all of that. Without any of them, the candy doesn't get made. Without any of them, the people who want the candy have a hole in their life. Now, let me step out of this for a second and tell you that some of what I have just said, I included in my newsletter. My newsletter is called One Thing Better. It offers one way each week to build a career or company you love. You can find it at onethingbetter.email, onethingbetter.email. And... I got this really interesting message. I, I always get really personal, kind of wonderful messages from readers from this newsletter. And anyway, in response to that bit that I wrote about the candy, I got a message from someone who I'm going to anonymize, and I'm just going to call her Amy. And Amy works in the candy world. And Amy sent me this message. And... um it said this. I'm, I'm just going to say that she makes chocolate. She doesn't make chocolate, but I'm going to say she makes chocolate. She said, I make chocolate and I often think, was I put on earth to make chocolate? Is that my purpose? Often in marketing, it is said, what problem do you solve? And I've always struggled with that because, well, see above, I make chocolate. So similar to the candy maker you reference, I do believe that I can do what you said. I can make chocolate better. And instead of solving a problem, quote unquote, I am creating a community that cares about who makes their chocolate and where their chocolate comes from and creating a community is valuable. So thank you for the great message. And Amy didn't know this, of course, but that message is exactly what makes me feel that my work is meaningful, which I have not always felt. I mean, I, you know, I was a reporter for most of my career, and I would write things that sometimes they were fun to report, sometimes they were interesting to report. I'd publish them, and then not a lot would happen. <laughs> Maybe some people would write me and say it was interesting, but for the most part, nothing happened. And eventually that wore on me. It made me feel like, am I doing this mostly to amuse and interest myself? And as I've gotten into this other line of work where I'm now speaking to you this way and writing this way. It's 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 more emotive. It's addressing a reader. It's more about help than about reporting. Sometimes I wonder, am I still doing the same thing? Am I just kind of pitching things out into a void? Am I just talking to myself? And it is hearing from people who take what I'm saying and apply it very deeply to the thing that they're doing that gives me that purpose. And frankly, that helps me focus. And also, 
liberates me from thinking, you know, sure, I'm a smart person. I could have done other things in my career, but I'm doing this. And it seems to matter to someone. And if Amy just feels a little bit better about making chocolate because I wrote that, then that's something that really helped her and knowing that really helps me. Stick around. Help Wanted will be right back. Nicole, have you ever thought about the one that got away? Jason, I am happily in a relationship. You know that. No, the hire that got away. Someone that you thought was perfect for your team, but ah, they were already with another employer. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I think about her all the time. Well, it's not too late. You can reach out to that person on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals that you can't find anywhere else, even people who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Okay, looks like it's time for me to shoot my shot. Do it. And I know you may have your heart set on one person, but if you do want to open it up and post a role to a bigger applicant pool, you can do it for free at linkedin.com slash help wanted. And because there are so many professionals on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. So you'll never have a one that got away again. Incredible. That's linkedin.com slash help wanted. Yep. LinkedIn.com slash help wanted. Terms and conditions apply. Happy hiring ever after. Nicole, have you ever thought about the one that got away? Jason, I am happily in a relationship. You know that. No, the hire that got away. Someone that you thought was perfect for your team, but ah, they were already with another employer. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I think about her all the time. Well, it's not too late. You can reach out to that person on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals that you can't find anywhere else, even people who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Okay, looks like it's time for me to shoot my shot. Do it. And I know you may have your heart set on one person, but if you do want to open it up and post a role to a bigger applicant pool, you can do it for free at linkedin.com slash help wanted. And because there are so many professionals on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. So you'll never have a one that got away again. Incredible. That's linkedin.com slash help wanted. Yep. LinkedIn.com slash help wanted. Terms and conditions apply. Happy hiring ever after. Welcome back to Help Wanted. Let's get to it. And I, I read that to you now on this podcast, uh, not to compliment myself on writing something good, but you know, hey, kudos to me, but rather to show you that no matter what it is that you're doing, everyone else is wondering, uh, what's the point of this? Am I, am I doing this right? And just drop into the mind for a moment of Amy and how Amy, I mean, it's just like it's so interesting. I read this message and then I just stepped back to think about what led to this message. Like if you rewind all the way, which is to say that Amy loves chocolate, presumably, and dreamed maybe of starting a chocolate company and of 
of creating uh, her version of this thing that she loves. And she put a lot of time and heart and everything into it and eventually created this thing and built it. And it's, it's a company now, and this is what she does. And she has customers and, and she, she must be so proud of that. But then also once you get over just the the joy of having created the thing that you tried to create, you now look at it and you're like, well, but what is the point of this? What am I, what am I doing every day now that I've made the chocolate? I'm just trying to sell the chocolate. I'm just trying to sell more of the chocolate. I'm just trying to get more of the chocolate out there. Is there, there's an endlessness to this. And you start to lose track of why on earth you did this in the first place and whether or not it matters at all. And sometimes what you need is this reminder that, okay, fine. Making chocolate and brain surgery are different things. But you know what? Maybe you make chocolate and you're not a brain surgeon. And that's okay because not everyone needs brain surgery. In fact, hopefully most people don't, but more people can have their day brightened in some small way by the chocolate. And yeah, fine. Again, that's not life-changing, but maybe it kind of is because maybe it just contributes to a little bit better day for somebody. And people need that. You need a little bit better days. Not The world would be so empty if all we had were safety nets, right? If like, if all we had, we had no little joys throughout our day. And all we had were people to catch us when we fell to the very bottom. It's just like joyless life, or you have a brain tumor and someone can save you. Really? That, that's not the world. The world is that there are people who go through every single day needing something and needing that day to just be a little bit better or kinder or easier or whatever. Something that you did today, I am very sure before you were listening to this podcast and afterwards was made better or easier because someone out there has devoted themselves to whatever it was that you needed, to creating that thing, to helping you through that experience, to just taking your money at the store so that you can walk out with the latte that makes your day a little bit better. Whatever it is, you needed those people. And those people may wake up every morning saying, am I purposeful? And it's hard to answer that question because they can't see you and how your day was made better because they took your money and gave you the latte, but your day was better. And now you can flip it around and think you are making other people's days better too, in some way. And that's the role that we all play. And to go back to something that I said at the beginning, which was about how employers do not know how to answer this question. Remember I said a 2021 Kelly Services study report found that 27% of employers have no idea what workers want anymore. Here's the thing. Researchers have spent decades, decades since like the seventies trying to understand what creates meaningful work and they cannot come up with a cohesive answer. They cannot. Catherine Bailey, a professor at King's College London, she and her colleagues reviewed 71 studies produced over many decades. 71 studies that were all aimed at trying to create a solid understanding of meaningful work. And they found that among these 71 studies, there were 28 different scales for determining meaning. There was absolutely no consensus. Where does all this information come from? It comes from a fantastic story that a friend and longtime collaborator of mine named Joe Cohane 
wrote for Entrepreneur Magazine a couple of years ago. Uh, you can find it online. It's called Everyone Wants Meaningful Work, But What Does That Look Like Really? And Joe went and talked to a lot of these researchers trying to understand why nobody can come up with a consensus. And the answer is because this is just such a personal question. So what are these what do these look like? What do these scales of determining meaning look like? Well, Catherine Bailey and a colleague, uh, they came up with one. So they found that meaningful work requires five things. Ready? I'm just going to read straight from Joe's story from Entrepreneur. Number one, it matters to others, not just to the worker themselves. Number two, it inspires a wide range of emotions, not just happiness. Number three, it is episodic meaning it may not always feel meaningful. Number four, it is retrospective, meaning it may not even register as meaningful until well after the fact. And number five, it is not confined to the workplace, but is entwined with a worker's own life, values, and experiences. Isn't that interesting? I mean, I read that and I think, well, that that does apply to me. That When I do work that I find meaningful, which I do now and I've done in the past, I, I, I see it matters to others. It inspires a wide range of emotions. Uh, it doesn't always feel meaningful, but it comes in, you know, goes up and down. It, it, it may not register as meaningful until after the fact when I have a little time and I look back on it. And, uh, you know, and it also isn't just about work, but it's also about my life. That makes sense. And also notice what's not in there. What's not in there is number six. You were there at the moment of crisis for someone like, like my friend used to be where you were the person who uh who uh carved the tumor out of someone's brain like notice how that's not in there this is applicable to everyone this is something that we find for ourselves so here's what i want you to do if you worry that your work doesn't matter to others please stop that instead start with the assumption that it does. In some small way, even if you're just fixing something that broke, even if you're just saving someone time, even if you're just making someone a little bit happier, whatever it is, assume it matters to someone because it does. Now, ask the better question, which is, how can you make that matter even more? Because you can do that too. Help Wanted is a production of Money News Network. Help Wanted is hosted by me, Jason Pfeiffer. And me, Nicole Lappin. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. If you want some help, email our helpline at helpwanted at moneynewsnetwork.com for the chance to have some of your questions answered on the show. And follow us on Instagram at Money News and TikTok at Money News Network for exclusive content and to see our beautiful faces. Maybe a little dance? Oh, I didn't sign up for that. All right. Well, talk to you soon.